0: Not only do you find yourself far from home, which is, let's say, Morocco, you find yourself in the path of an oncoming hurricane, which is, let's say, Florence. As if your surroundings weren't foreign enough, you've never experienced anything like a hurricane before. Yet when you are evacuated inland, it isn't terrifying. It is, rather, a turning point, actually helping you to overcome your homesickness. You're listening to 2233, a podcast of exchange stories.
1: In Morocco, we never have hurricanes. So that's exceptional. And it will remain with me as a memory till I I die. (laughs) Yes, and this was the first chance for me to cross the borders, to be sociable, and to open my doors for all other cultures. And I tested myself too. How can I deal with people from different origins in such really difficult and critical situations? So this memory, it will never (laughs) Bye.
0: <laughs> this week, rains, floods, and an evacuation. Coastal Carolina Chickens and Clemson Tigers, and highlighting the strength of Arab women. Join us on a journey from Fez, Morocco to Charleston, South Carolina and curing homesickness with a hurricane. It's 2233. Mm-hmm. We report what happens in the United States, warts and all.
1: These exchanges shape who I am. When you get to know these people, they're not quite like you. You read about them. They are people very much like ourselves. And oh, that's what we call cultural exchange. Ooh, yeah. My name is Salma Obko, I'm, I'm from Morocco, from Fez City, and I'm here in South Carolina, Conway. This is my first time I step in, in the US, of course, yes. Before I arrived, I was really uh, anxious about it, because I knew nothing about America, I have just studied about it we started we had a course called the u.s and it was my dream to see this u.s and so i thought this would be like just like an adventure because i have no background about america before and more than that i've been teaching in morocco and because i teach english not arabic They always ask me, have you ever been to America that you're teaching us American English? And the answer, of course, is no, of course. So uh, before I come, I always look at it as like a dream coming true. My first day was from the plane, from the airport, (laughs) in the electronic elevators, (laughs) One of my big bags fell down in the in the stairs. And there were people before me, of course. I was just like dreaming because I'm scaring people. And it just like, wow. <laughs> so I thought, oh, that's, that's just the beginning somehow. And everyone is looking at me because oh, she's stupid. And uh, because of the veil, because I have a lot of stereotypes. I'm coming with a lot of stereotypes. That maybe Americans, they don't like Arabs. But then, of course, <laughs> that was just like psychological. So it was really a huge homesickness at the beginning. It was not easy. So I was feeling like a foreigner. I'm a stranger. Everyone looks at me. Everyone stops me. Some may welcome me, but no one really hurts. Or say bad words. It's just like something new coming here. So you feel that you are a foreigner, of course, especially at the beginning. I have no friends and no FLCA's with me and no Arab people with me there. So I was a real foreigner and, you know, it was August, so no one is there. It was like, like a gas. It was like, at the beginning, it was, I was a foreigner, but with time. And then, as part of homesickness, I find no one on my side. No Arab people, uh, no one with me in the housing because it was only the the beginning. Uh, no Moroccan food or Arab food. At the beginning because I don't I don't know shops where they buy food, so I was alone in the housing. Looking in, uh, doors on me for two weeks. Trying just to adapt, calling my parents and my family every day as if I'm with me, with them. How I overcome that is thanks to, of, of course, first of all, the hurricane came on the spot and then I have roommates. So roommates changed my life. I have a German and two Americans. We start to go together. We, we went to Charleston. It's another city and we start to travel together. I start to go to the, sh- to the mall to and to the parks, so famous, the place with the parks. And I start to cross these borders. And whenever there is an occasion, presentation at the university, there is uh, a cultural event, I'm there. I'm part of it. Community service after the hurricane, I'm part of it. I went to schools, I volunteered in schools, I painted with kids, I helped them after the hurricane and I changed my life. I said, hey Selma, stop looking on your doors. You have to change your life. You're not here to stay in the house and teach and that's it. So it was my choice to change and to overcome homesickness. And of course, the Americans, American students, American staff members, they play a huge role in making me adapt because I received a warm welcoming from them, a whole support from everyone, And of course, they make you feel home. And I was invited many times to many places. I saw many American houses and they did not leave me alone. In my first day of teaching, I was really so anxious. And they did not get that interaction from my students because I'm so different from them. So I surprised myself because I was so weak at, at that moment. I could not really deal with that lack of interaction. And I was so scared. And adding to that homesickness, this is my first day. Everything is new. Everything is different. So I surprised myself because, hey, you were so, I mean, you were so excited to come. You were waiting for this first day. And then when I, when I finished the session, I was so sad because I was scared that they will not interact with me, that they will not love me maybe. Yeah, because that's difference. And then, of course, <laughs> it changed all. I, Yes, I was surprised because I didn't expect for myself to be sad. <laughs> I'm expecting for myself to be strong because I'm coming with that energy, excitement and readiness to start the journey of all but of course, that class, first meeting, first, first co- contact, it's really it's so normal, so natural. My feeling of, be, of being part of the South Carolina, the American culture, of the American land, starts with the hurricane. I we received an alarm, seeing that the hurricane is coming. Pack your clothes and go. Of course, I found my supervisor. He said, "Don't freak out. Don't worry. We are here for you, so no worries." I was really scared because we had an application. They gave us an application where to find how the hurricane is close to you, <laughs> how much is is it close to you, and of course, it was so close coming. So, so the 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 coming day, we left the university. And of course, one of the best blessings of the hurricane's evacuation was going with the students. Most of the students are international students, which is like diverse. And we had a, a great staff with us, staff members. We, we were just like a family. So most of the people left the university because they have their houses here, their friends to go to, and they scared us at the at the beginning. They said that, look, you may even sleep in the gym's floor to so be prepared for anything. So we took the bus, the shuttle of the university, with the Coastal Carolinas chicken as <laughs> our mascot, and we went to Clemson. It was a uh, Half a day trip, and they packed us with pillows, blankets, food. They packed us with everything. We were just like so spoiled. <laughs> yes, and of course, they said, Hurricane's coming, it's maybe degree two to degree three, but who knows that it will go to degree one? But we don't know. The first day it was raining, got some dogs, you can't see much. received by Clemson's staff members. They gave us a whole campus, they stopped using it, there was no gym floors. <laughs> it's convenient, it's not what we expected. And what I liked about Clemson's evacuation is that it's so organized. And they said that we will stay here for five to six days. That's that's not a problem. We should be patient for that, of course. So they make us us busy with a lot of stuff. What? Games. (laughs) A lot of games from all of the cultures that were there for us to play. So we were just like one community playing together. And there were the Tigers football. That was great. I've never seen such a huge football game as that, because tigers, they are so, they are so famous, Clemson's tigers. And of course, we were allowed to, to go even to the, their dining halls. One of the best parts in the dining halls is that it's full of Arabs, Arab girls with the veil like me. And they come to me and we talk and, and we are still now friends. Till now, we are friends. Then, of course, they said, the staff members, so in the missing at night, they said, oh, oh, the hurricane, maybe it will last more. <laughs> We're no, not leaving at all. It's flooding. So the, they said that we have the good news for you and the bad news. Yeah, we said what well. so for the good news the hurricane is just one degree one number one but we are still waiting here because it's just like it stops and starts just like powering and raining and raining and the, the, the it's flooded there is a lot of flooding and we cannot go so we have to wait the whole week so even our teachers this they, they send us emails no assignments no work now just We want you to be safe. That's the only thing that we care about. So we were just like enjoying. So spoiled. No assignments, nothing. Everyone is happy. And of course, during these days, the students find this very weird that the teacher is is with them. They found it's really different that I'm a teacher because I'm a primary teacher at Coastal. They give me like a value within them (laughs) because I'm a teacher. (laughs) Yes, I love this. And then what I said, so we are here just like enjoying. Let's learn something. Let's practice my Arabic teaching. So I start to teach them Arabic and they start to, to write their names in Arabic and they correct it for them. And they had a lot of joy with that. They were so happy to get that. One day, one of them, I was like sitting, and he bring me a whole lunch, this is for you. Just out of love, because I'm a teacher, <laughs> I feel so really great. That's contact with the students, you feel what's what they feel when they complain or they like shout uh, shouts because it's too much for them or the work, you feel them. So even my treatment, uh, the way how I treat my students changed after coming. I've never had a hurricane in Morocco. I've never seen it or even heard of it in Morocco. I didn't want to scare my family and to make them really worried. So I always give good news. So the the contacts me, my, my mother contacts me every minute. <laughs> and they says, okay, great. And I take photos for her to show her how they take care of us, how everything is great and good. So I gave a presentation about Moroccan women and politics after the Arab Spring. To my surprise, every, all of the staff members of the language and intercultural studies department they came to attend everyone came students their teachers encouraged them because they know me they encourage me go and we, you will have extra credits if you come and of course i talked about our political problems the journey of the woman and the struggles and this. so i told them how our women changed our destiny Otherwise, I will not be here now. And I talked about the Arab Spring and how it's affected Morocco and how women, what's women gained after the Arab Spring and what are the results? Where are we going in Morocco? So here in AHA is that everyone was impressed. I, I, I received a lot of emails at night saying that you're great and I really liked your Uh, Everyone came and took pictures with me, so that was really great for me. And my chair of the department is so proud of me. And again, he sends an email to all the staff members saying to them, say, Congratulations to Selma for her presentation. And I love that. felt proud when I managed for a Skype meeting between my American students and my brother who is a teacher of English in Morocco so a public school students of high school and my students so in a Skype meeting they interacted the ones of Morocco they are practicing English so they are asking in English and mine they are practicing what they learned in Arabic how are you Where are you from and, and it was really so happy for my American students they, were, they said we have something to say. <laughs> ah, as if we are in Morocco. They are not really different from us. We thought that they are, I mean, so different. We are not really different. Thank you, thank you. And one of them, recently, he he becomes a friend with my one of the Moroccan students, and he's so happy for that and proud of that. So that was naha for me, because I succeeded in crossing the bridges between Morocco and America, in a way. So leadership, I've never thought of it with, uh, um, vis-a-vis teaching. I have two great teachers that you cannot even imagine how great they are. They inspired me in a way because they taught me how not to be a teacher, but a leader because a leader is a teacher, a, a person who guides, supporter, it's everything. And they always ask us, take action plans to be a leader in your classes. So every time I go to my classes, I try to be a leader in any way, like if they need help, I take the initiative to help. If like they are stuck in any problem, even if it's out of my classes, I, I take the initiative to, 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 to do that for them to listen. And so I, I I really want to be a leader like them one day. After the hurricane, Dr. Mallory, she's a teacher there, a leader, of course. Is yes, she has a certificate in leadership as well. She helps us to to help schools, all of the schools after the hurricane. And we give money, we give like if we have extra bags, extra, extra clothes, whatever we have, we go there. And she said, "This is leadership. You do something for the community." So I be, I want to be not a teacher but a leader, and I'm trying to 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 model them and to be the leader. They say that the Americans are not, they are cold, emotional, emotionally cold. So you will not have that form. That's a lot of love as you have in, in your Arab world. This is the first stereotype. The second stereotype is that they hate Arabs. They say that all arabs are terrorists especially the arabs who are putting the veil you will find a lot of problems you will find a lot of racism even even being sometimes i don't know You uh, will be attacked so you have to watch out or so take off the veil so these are the, st- the stereotypes that i'm coming with so for the stereotype of hating arabs that has nothing to do with americans at all. It's the opposite. Americans, they love difference. They love diversity. That's what I noticed. I just like was one of the times in the mall, in the mall, and one old man stops me and he said, I just want to tell you that you are so beautiful. And he left. I didn't even thank him. So people hug you, people love you, and people want to listen. They are so thirsty for information. They, They said that we are fed up with media, fed up with, with a lot of propaganda uh, propagandas about the Arabs. It's not that. So I find people really highly educated and highly understanding. The other serious of cold, of, of being cold, it's a little bit true. <laughs> because if an American says this is the difference between Morocco and America, if an American says, Hi, how are you? Like I'm Moroccan, I say, hi, how are you? So well, I was there. I just like came from Morocco and I was in the hurricane and he is not waiting for me to tell all of my story. It's just like one of the piece of a culture to see how are you and do you go? So I'm talking and he leaves. So it was a shock for me, what? But still it has to do with high culture context and low culture context. So here people are directs. They don't have time. <laughs> mentioned the notion of time so you know in the Arab world I have a lot of warm warm thinkings, and you have to tell your story that means I love you if I tell you my story and you have to tell me yours and they have to support you we spend one hour or two just talking but here time is money (laughs) this is so true about Americans yes we have a kid with us with his parents i love this kid <laughs> and we we did, took us to walmart and i thought of a beer, teddy bear <laughs> i bought it for him that's that's what happened to me i love kids when i bought the the teddy bear to to that little kid i i did not expect such really great gratitude from his parents they were really so grateful for me to me and they said that he never accepts I mean like teddy bears but but this one he never takes it out of his (laughs) of his place I mean and they said that they will name the teddy bear Salma and it will grow with him yes and from that time what happened she came to coastal Carolina and she talks with them about me and they made with me an interview and they wrote on me a journal about my hurricane experience, and all the journal is about me. I have it here too. (laughs) Yes, uh, a journal about me, about the hurricane, but it all says Salma and the teddy bear and everything. So, such a gratitude. So here I felt that as a Muslim woman, I give a good picture about our culture, our religion too, and who we are. Yes.
0: This week, Selma Opku shared her stories about her current role as a Fulbright foreign language teacher, teaching Arabic to college students in South Carolina. For more about Fulbright foreign language and other ECA exchange programs, check out eca.state.gov. We also encourage you to subscribe to 2233, and you can do that wherever you find your podcast. And hey, leave us a positive rating while you're at it. And we'd love to hear from you. You can write to us at ecacollaboratory at state.gov. That's E-C-A-C-O-L-L-A-B-O-R-A-T-O-R-Y at state.gov. You can also check us out on eca.state.gov slash 2233. Special thanks this week to Salma for her stories and infectious enthusiasm. Ana Maria Sinitin, the interview I edited this episode, Featured music was Taudela, Theme, Floating Whist, and Guyana, all by Blue Dot Sessions. And Friends and Neighbors by Tommy Prisco, with Hugo Peretti and his orchestra. Music at the top of each episode is Sebastian by How the Night Came, and the end credit music is Two Pianos by Tagir Leus. Until next time.